back on the Dana Nick Show. We're here. It's Thursday night. I've had my coffee. It's 8 p.m. Let's roll. Nick, we're discussing four games in this episode. Uh, week seven in the Pac-12 uh, football in Super West. We're talking about uh, BYU and Arkansas this episode. Uh, but we're breaking it down, starting with Utah and USC, the one of the biggest games in the Pac-12 this season. Utah coming off that loss to UCLA, really needs a bounce-back performance. SC is undefeated, looking for a playoff spot. Biggest game of the year for USC to date. Road game at Rice-Eccles Stadium out there in Salt Lake City. This one has been circled from the beginning of the offseason. Everybody pointed at this game as the defining moment or one of the defining moments for the entire Pac-12 season. Nick, what is your take on this matchup? All right, so my take is that Utah really – they just aren't the same without Grant Keithy. And um, if you hop over to USC really quickly, their last performance against WSU was um, really, really telling. I think that for um, USC, we're going to learn more today. Uh, we're just going to learn – Or excuse me, on Saturday, uh, we're going to learn really who they are when they go at Utah. But uh, I do want to start with the Utes. And so what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago um, in one of my previews, I know they're – like my written previews, they're usually like a little more like – you know, lighthearted and funny, but I made a clear point of Brant Keithy leaving the program. And that's just going to, that's going to hurt the Utes like on every level. And you saw it against um, UCLA. They just don't have enough big play threats. And Devon Vale was doing really good. I think as the week before, but just couldn't make enough plays. He's a really, really good receiver. Again, though, not a Jacob Cowan, not a Jordan Addison, not a, He's close. Like, the best terminology for all you guys who play Madden, he's like an 88. He's a very safe, solid receiver. He's going to run good routes, make a couple nice catches in traffic, but he's not going to really win you many games unless they're playing some of the lesser teams in conference. So, again, it it, it hurts without Keithy. Now you're looking at Dalton Kincaid. You're expanding his role. Dalton Kincaid, hell of a blocker. Really can run some solid routes, some solid short, maybe even – medium intermediate routes for being friendly or it's actually pretty solid at that but you're watching him and now he's an expanded role and you're watching after like try and catch these like jumping passes that are like going over his head that's not stuff he's normally doing maybe once a game when kiki was getting all that attention again now you're looking at tavion thomas he's still good i mean kiki kiki can't mess him up he's still running over people but you're just looking at how much like they lost with him and kiki was just that hard nose, I'm going to block every single play, get you maybe one more yard, two more yards each run play. I'm going to catch maybe two passes this game, block the game. The next game, I'm going to go out, like run for a touchdown off a freaking reverse, catch eight passes and like have two touchdowns in the red zone. You lost that weapon and Utah doesn't recruit like USC. They don't, maybe like UCLA. And they just, you know, they just haven't been able to replace him. And they got whooped last week. I mean, they got whooped. They look like they got out physical. They look like they got outplayed. And I haven't seen Utah look that bad in a long, long, long time. So, um, again, is Utah still a good team? Yes. Yes, I want to make that clear. But are they on that next level of a USC without a Brant Keefe? No, I think they just lost too much. And if you're looking at USC, uh, I, again, I just think that performance against Washington State was so freaking impressive. Um, 30 to 14. Let me just pull up some of the box score really quick here. 
Actually, dude, screw it. I don't, don't want to do this right now. I want to freaking read a box score on a podcast, dude. What, what, what <laughs> I really don't. Like, I mean, like, dude, come on. Like, what were your, uh, what, what's kind of like your takeaway on USC or Utah? I think I'd give you my uh, take on Utah. Obviously, I think y'all didn't figure that out. I'm picking uh, USC to win the game. So, yeah, dog, I'm picking USC to win the game, whatever. Yeah, yeah dude. I don't know. <laughs> your turn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually, I got Utah winning. And home field advantage is a big reason why. A bit of motivation factor, I think, after the loss to UCLA is also playing a a role in my subconscious when I chose Utah to win. I think the Utes have something to prove. Obviously, USC is, is plenty motivated. I just, when USC played at Oregon State, they did not win in a fashion that made me think that they'll be able to beat Utah in Salt Lake City. If the Trojans had played better in Corvallis and won that game more convincingly, I would say, yeah, USC will beat Utah at Rice-Eccles. But they didn't play very well against Oregon State, and this is a real road environment, not a stadium that's under construction, you know, half full. This this is Utah. They're going to have a good offensive line, and a good enough defensive line. My only or, well, one of my concerns with Utah is the play of their defense. That's supposed to be the strength of their program, the identity of their program, and they did not look good whatsoever against UCLA. They got eviscerated by Chip Kelly's system and DTR and Zach Charbonnet. They just ran all over them, and DTR was extremely efficient through the air. So – it's going to be a very close game. Like, I don't think the score will ever be wider than, you know, maybe a touchdown and a field goal. You know, nobody's going to go up by more than 10 points in the entire game. I think the first half is really going to indicate who's going to win. I think whoever's leading at halftime will probably end up as the winner. I just think that Utah at home, is going to pull out the victory. Um, yeah, you mentioned Kuthi. And last week we, we talked about his his loss and what it meant to the team. And I wasn't really as convinced as you were that it had as big of an impact as apparently it does because, you know, they did not play well um, against UCLA. So you, you I think you're right. And you said all those stats about him. Like, he's a big, big loss for them. And it's going to be tough for them to overcome. But I just think at home, in the elevation – in front of their home crowd, uh, Cam Rising is just going to do what needs to be done. Tavian Thomas will, will rush effectively on the ground. Turnovers will be key, right, because USC has forced a lot of turnovers this season. So any mistakes by Utah will probably be taken advantage of by SC's offense. So they need to limit turnovers. And if they do that, I think Utah will win. And that's why I got Utah winning. But, man, this is going to be the game of the year or one of the games of the year in the Pac-12. And it's, it's really exciting. Um, I'm, I'm pumped for this game coming up, so it's going to be a good one. But, okay, let's transition. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we transition, can I say one thing? Yeah. I think, I think, this, I think, this, is, uh, I think this is of uh, the utmost importance. Um, so, um, USC, Caleb Williams, Travis Dye. Caleb Williams, Mario Williams. Caleb Williams, Mario Williams, Brendan Rice, Jordan Addison. Guys. You're playing a two-loss Utah team without, like, a dude in Brant Keithy who would be rated like a 94 in Madden. 
I don't give a frick about elevation. If you want to be playing in a college football playoff, go win a game. You're rich, Caleb Williams. You already have NIL deals. Buy a freaking mask to breathe when you play. You know, I mean, come on, dude. Master the thing and come back. You could probably even get in the style, dude. I don't even freaking know. Who else is on the roster? Kyle Ford, dude. Zero catches last week. Go make a play, dude. All right, now I'm just getting random. Um, Yeah, but uh, yeah, for real. USC, just go beat them. Like, don't lose. Like, you're probably not going to be able to blow them out because, like, they're good. But, um, yeah, I'm going to let you do your thing out, Dan. I just had to throw that in there. I want to see USC really just fall out, like, for real. Like, nothing cute. Whoop, whoop, whoop that trick. Whoop that trick. Yeah, we'll, uh, well, we'll see. I think it's going to be, like I said, a great game no matter what, a uh, close game. Um, all right, but, yeah, let's transition to Arkansas and BYU. So, BYU is a new team that we're covering this season. Uh, if you don't follow them as much because you listen to us because we talk about the Pac-12, BYU – returned a lot of starters and production from last year's team. Um, they, they just got beat by Notre Dame last weekend in Las Vegas, neutral site. Earlier in the season, they lost to Oregon pretty convincingly, and they struggled to beat uh, Utah State uh, up there in, in Provo. So, um, you know, they've probably not met expectations that some people had for them this season. Uh, Jaron Hall, their quarterback, was hurt or at least partially hurt last week against Notre Dame. Uh, um, Kalani Sataki, the head coach of BYU, was mentioning that uh, Jaron Hall was not at 100% strength. So they're putting it out there for the people to know that their quarterback wasn't uh, at full strength. He really did not play well. Uh, the passing yards that BYU had last week against Notre Dame were, I think, the lowest in four years for them. And still, they only lost by six uh, at a neutral site. So, I mean, I, you know, I don't know what BYU is. I, you know, I got Arkansas winning this game. Um, Arkansas runs a run-first offense. Uh, quarterback is involved in the run game. So, if you if you watch Boise State at all this season, um, now that uh, Taylor Green has taken over at quarterback up there, it's sort of like a similar style of offense where the quarterback is going to keep the ball and he's going to run it and he's going to do it effectively. And, but unlike Boise state, um, Arkansas's quarterback is a much better passer. So you can think of him sort of as like a, a DTR almost type of thing where he's going to run the ball. He's going to pass the ball efficiently and they're going to move the ball on the ground a lot. They have the number 11 rushing offense in the nation uh, you know, they play in the SEC. So it's not like they're playing cupcakes uh and the game's out there at BYU. And so it's uh, really a big opportunity for the Cougars to, to improve their national reputation. Um, it's kind of taken a bit of a hit regionally, but um, not sure the perspective of it nationally. And with a win over Arkansas on Saturday, they could really restore some confidence in, in the brand and in their program for the remainder of this season. Do you have any thoughts on this game, Nick? I, I saw that you have BYU winning, but uh, do you got any any insights on the the Cougars or Arkansas? Well, um, I've been like for the last three minutes, I've been <laughs> this is all a true story. Um, so while you've been breaking down like um, some stats here and stuff, I've been doing a really good job of trying to get to my Google Docs. Um, so I could open up my game preview, which, I mean, there were like two senses there. It wasn't going to be anything in depth anyways. Let's just be honest. I'm trying to make money. My record's like 100-0 this year. Come see me, boys. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, as I was doing that, I realized that my 
um, what's it called? My game prediction is not even on this computer. Um, it's on my other work computer. So off the top of my head, I picked BYU. I think that um, Jaron Hall just really isn't going to have a bad game again. I think that anytime you're traveling to Notre Dame, that just – that's it's, it's like when Utah traveled to Florida. People just expect, like, their program to win these games. And, like, yeah, it's cool when you do, but these are really, really hard places to play. Um, BYU is back at home. Arkansas is a really good program, but they're not um, an elite SEC program by any means. Um, BYU out physical Baylor earlier this year without their top two receivers. I know um, I know they won a double overtime, but it's kind of their kicker's fault that it even took that long to win. Um, so I think that BYU is going to bounce back. I think that um, Jaron Hall um, – do you know how high he's projected to go in the NFL draft? Uh, no, but I would assume in the first three, three rounds, he might even be a first-round pick depending on his combine performance, but certainly top three rounds. Okay, for sure. So, I mean, yeah, with that, I'm expecting um, him to bounce back and them to win. Um, and I don't even remember the score, so I can't, like, veer off that. But uh, I did pick BYU to win, so I'm going to stick with that. All right, yeah. Well, um, you know, new program that we're covering, so um, we'll see. I, I've been picking BYU here and there, and sometimes have been have been wrong. I picked them to beat Notre Dame, and they didn't do that. So uh, I got Arkansas winning this one. But, okay, let's transition back to the Pac-12. Washington versus Arizona, okay? We both know these teams really well. You're obviously up there in Seattle. I'm down here in Tucson. Let I'll let you start this one off. What do you got on this game? All right, so um, now I'm making the very solid uh, – um, Sorry, sorry guys. T- sorry guys. Technical difficulties. Uh, Mr. Nick switching over to his work computer, here, making a uh, great uh, life decisions. But um, so on the Washington um, Arizona game, I'm thinking that the Huskies find a way to bounce back. Um, that lost Arizona State. I mean, that was absolutely terrible for the program. Uh, there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing else you can say. No one expected the dogs go down to Tempe and lose like that. Um, now you're combining that with the UCLA loss and you're almost left wondering like, um, where does Washington stand at this point? Um, but against the cats, I just think they're going to be too much, um, particularly on the lines. Um, and then you're adding in um, Michael Penix Jr. I'm thinking, um, actually, is he healthy? Uh, let me look, let me look that up. Did they re- announce his injury? Is he coming back and playing for sure? I think he's starting. I haven't seen anything to indicate that he isn't, but I think if he wasn't going to start, they wouldn't put that out publicly. I believe he's going to start. And then, and so, um, yeah, I think he's a starter. Okay, cool. So, I mean, Penix is back. You got Roma Dunze. Um, and really, I'm just expecting the Huskies to really out physical grind them. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, it's nothing crazy in terms of, uh, atmosphere just a casual 230 game but that's so the weirdest thing to say dude um not really not really sure what that was all about but i'm just expecting to see the u-dub that we saw more against michigan state more against stanford um and just kind of a team that's gonna be able to spread the field um after they kind of pound the rock against arizona and really just kind of expose um arizona's weaknesses i know arizona's got a couple of good players in the secondary but i just don't think again um top to bottom they can really match up with the dogs and particularly, I think the dogs are going to keep hitting them up front, hitting them up front, hitting them up front, and really just going to wear down the cats and uh, really just uh, win the game. Uh, who, or what's kind of your take on the game? Yeah, well, I obviously have Washington winning. The, the problem with Arizona is the defense and 
Johnny Nansen is the first year defensive coordinator here in Tucson. He has never been a defensive coordinator before this year, and it shows. They have not been particular, other than the San Diego State game, which I thought Arizona played pretty well schematically to stop SDSU's rushing offense, which sort of turned into a paper tiger because San Diego State has been really bad this season. But other than that game, I don't think Johnny Nansen has been particularly good at scheming up defensive game plans. And it, it just it, it doesn't look right out there. And the players are not tackling well, so their, their tackling form is bad. And they seem to be missing their assignments and their gaps. So you can see it against Oregon last week where, where guys just weren't making tackles and were just running past their spots. But it was really noticeable against California when Jaden Ott just went off on Arizona and they're running like basic handoffs to the edge. It's like not even a complex offensive scheme that Cal was running and it just eviscerated Arizona's defense the same problems happened against Oregon and this is why it's going to be even worse this it's going to be the ugliest game of the year I think for Arizona's defense Kalen DeBoer's system does a lot of pre-snap movement and it's like it, it, it just they it, it design it's designed to, to to confuse the defense and it does it with pre-snap movement, and then after the snap, it's just designed to get players into space. And that is just going to hit Arizona's defense in the face one time and knock them out, and it's going to be like that for the rest of the game because it's just it's a motion-based offense that's just going to, it's going to crush Johnny Nansen's scheme. I'm, I'm convinced that UW can score 60 points in this game. Arizona's offense can contend for a little bit. I, I, I guess they can get into the 30s. But it's going to get ugly, and it's it's just going to be a, a a a bad a bad showing for Arizona's defense, and a lot of questions will be pointed uh, towards Nansen, which they're already beginning to be slowly a little bit of whispers here in Tucson about it. But um, yeah, you know it is what it is in that game. You have any final thoughts on that one? Or do you want to switch to WSU and Oregon State? Oh, I'm so glad you asked if I had final thoughts because I do. First off, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Maybe I smoke, like, too much of the medical herb, dude. I watch a lot of football. Like, I don't know how you remember all that stuff, dude. Like, I swear I watch these games, too. Like, you remember, like, names and places. Like, I don't know. Like, dude, I, like are you Bill Walton or something? Like, you're, like, taking me on, like, a Willamette or something, dude. But, uh, no, I'm glad you asked. So, um, after – you know, um, turning off my phone and um, solidly uh, switching laptops. I did get my preview. And one thing I did want to uh, really add in is uh, Jane Delora uh, played for the Cougs last year. And he was the quarterback who won the Apple Cup. And he planted the flag in the heart of Husky Stadium. The dogs remember that. They don't care that he's not for WSU anymore. Um they're not going to let that happen again. So long with just um, really just getting out physical, um, in my opinion, uh, by the dogs. Uh, they're going to remember that. And I think um, Arizona is really, really going to suffer um, because of it. And, uh, yeah, man, I think that just basically Arizona's in a tough spot here. They caught Washington after losing two in a row. And the dogs, I think, are still probably a good team. So um, all those factors uh, not going to be a pretty one. Hey, and I got my score now, Washington 35 to 20. Oh, and don't worry, we didn't miss absolutely anything from my BYU preview by having it up. All I said is that Jaron Hall will not underperform again. And uh, 
yeah, I think that's all I said anyway. So, dude, I'm a paraprofessional, baby. You see what I'm doing here? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah you know what i'm saying i don't know if that's like offensive in this day and age so if it is like um it was it was meant to be entirely offensive maybe i'm a paraprofessional no just kidding um in all seriousness you know i, I didn't mean like that anything like that um but dude um yeah man uh what were we even talking about arizona washington uh, yeah no wsu wsu and oregon state now oh so um yeah i mean plain and simple uh I mean, come on. I'm not going to say it. I mean, when we talk about Oregon State, and they just, like, lose to Stanford, but, like, win. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, like yeah. – dude, they just got outplayed by Stanford. Oregon State just got outplayed by Stanford. So, this team isn't very good anymore. I mean, there's not really a lot to talk about unless they figure out this quarterback thing. They just, like – I mean, they lost to Stanford if it wasn't for a, not a Hail Mary, but a miracle reception. I mean, this is not a good Pac-12 team. They're not on Oregon's level. They're not on Washington's level. Um, they need to prove more. They need to play better. Um, last time I remember them doing anything even remotely worth talking about was Chance Nolan throwing like 87 interceptions against Utah. So, like, it's been a tough run here. Um, ben, ben Goldbranson also stepped in through some interceptions against Utah. And then, like, Oregon State stepped it up and then uh, almost lost to Stanford. So, like, there's probably a game in between there. But, like, this is a team that, like, three or four weeks ago when Chance Nolan was doing his thing um, and, like, he was always kind of wild card. We knew that. But when he was able to at least, like, limit it to one or two interceptions, this team was good. I know a lot of people around the conference think this receiving core is, like, super speedy. I don't buy into that crap. Arizona's core is better. Um, Oregon's core is better. USC's core is better. UCLA's core is better. Washington's core is better. Washington State's core is better. So, like, dude, like – they're not really that good. Maybe they're fast. They're not that good. So um, they did have a good running game uh, with Fenwick. Um, they have a great, like, just a really sen- – uh, not seniors, all seniors, but, like, a really veteran offensive line. But when you have absolutely no quarterback play, it's bad. And I don't even know why I'm still talking about them anymore. I'm upset because they should be better. And they deserve better because Corvallis needs better football because it was good about three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, you got anything on Oregon State or Washington State, man? For real. The, the Beavers just need to figure out this quarterback. Someone got to step up. Like, Gold Branson, go. I don't know. Like, can you still take steroids? And I'm joking. Joking. <laughs> joking. Uh, you, you got anything? Yeah. Um, so, I think it really comes down to, like you've been saying, the play of the quarterback. And you you were not so high on Chance Nolan. I'll put it nicely. But I'm I'm like the opposite. I think Chance Nolan is the reason that Oregon State was good. And his absence against Stanford, you know, clearly showed. Um, yeah, he's been throwing interceptions, but he threw them against against Utah and uh, USC. So those are two of the, you know, better defenses in the Pac-12 this season and two of the, uh, you know, perceived elite teams in the conference. And I don't think anybody actually – well, some people expected Oregon State to beat USC, but most people didn't. And I don't think anybody expected Oregon State to beat, to beat Utah. So if you're judging Chance Nolan on those two games, well, yeah, he's going to look like he sucks because he's, he's trying to do too much and, and, you know, put his team in position to win. But there's a reason that Chance Nolan got the starting job over Gebbia last season. And um, there was another player or another quarterback in there that they were, they were battling it out. And I think he, he won the job last year when they played at Purdue and he kind of never looked back and he led uh, Oregon State to their first bowl game in like eight years or seven years or something like that. Um, so he's the engine of their team. And without him healthy, I have you know little confidence in their ability to win football games. I think he's the leader of the team. You know, he makes mistakes, but he's also a willing runner. 
he adds a new dimension to the offense. He's able to, you know, keep the ball. And sure, he threw some interceptions, but when he's not throwing interceptions, that Oregon State play-action pass game is working really effectively. They beat they beat Boise State and they beat Fresno State. Fresno State was on the road. So, you know, they, they're good and they have a good secondary too and they're capable of, of you know, winning games. But without Chance Nolan, I, I just don't see it. I think Bengal Branson's a better passer than Nolan, but he doesn't have the same running ability. And when you have a less dimensional offense, you're just not going to perform as well. And like you said, they struggle to beat Stanford. But what do you think about Washington State? we got a couple more minutes here. So we talked about Oregon State and, and their struggles. What do you think about Wazoo in this matchup? Cam Ward uh, is not going to have starting running back Nakia Watson due to injury, but they got uh, that backup freshman Jalen Jenkins coming out who I think is going to have a great game. What, what's your take on Wazoo in this matchup? Uh, because it's me, and that would just be way, way too simple. I know you, you did not just hate on my boy Tristan Jebbia. He's from Calabasas, California, dude. <laughs> no connection with that, but I think it's where Drake's from. I know Drake's from Canada, but he may have written a song about that. Some that Tristan Jebbia is not <laughs> I. He is a legend in, in Corvallis. He's breaking legs. He's scoring touchdowns. He's beating the Ducks. Tristan Jebbia, go take that job back. Take him to the Rose Bowl, win the Natty, Jebbia all the way, baby. All right. I'm just like, I don't even know. I mean, Gold Branson, like, and, uh, I mean, I hear, like, I obviously, like, dude, it's a podcast, like, um, like, freaking Chance Nolan's like, he, he, he does, like, a thing every once in a while, you know, every once in a while. But, um, seriously, um, switching over to the Cougs here, um, I just expect a bounce back performance. Um, they have, again, just that really good defensive front. Um, and so I'm just expecting them to really just pressure Oregon State, you know, load up the box load up the box. You got Ron Stone Jr., Brandon Jackson, and just really, I mean, if you take Fenwick out of the game at this point, Gold Branson's got to beat you, um, and I just don't really see um, Oregon State being able to do that. Um, more so on the Coug side, though, I just want to see um, them handle this comfortably. Um, this is, if your team's trying to take the next step, your program's trying to take the next step, you need to take advantage of a struggling team with the backup quarterback. I know the Beavs' record, um, man, are they really 4-2? Oh, they're scheduled. They're still 4-2. No, that's impressive. Um, that is like one of the luckiest um, four and two teams you're ever going to get. So, I mean, the Cougs just need to take advantage. Um, Cam Ward is absolute stud. Um, the more reps he gets, he's just going to be – he's that guy. He is something very special. It's obvious he's super, super smart. Um, sees the game at a high level. Um, and then he's just fun to watch. I mean, there was a game earlier this year where he just like – threw the ball up in the air and then uh, caught it. Um, it was actually against Oregon. Literally, it was a play action. Just literally, like, threw the ball up in the air and caught it. Um, you got Renard Bell on the outside. outside. Um, I'm forgetting uh, one other, like, good receiver. Oh, uh, Farrell, dude. That's who it is. The new guy, uh, Farrell, is kind of like a slot guy for, um, from Incarnate Word. He transferred as well. Uh, that's kind of a name for a lot of you Pac-12 guys you may not know yet. Um, Farrell, dude. Um let me look at his first name so I can give him some proper love. He's a really tough, hard-nosed slot guy, kind of smaller, and he just has this really good connection with Ward. So I just want to really just kind of see him spread the ball out, keep things going. You mentioned um, Nakia Watson's out. Uh, Jalen Jenkins did have a really, really good week last week. Um, I believe he was like – he would have been um, – I think it was like second or third in my freshman offense player of the week last year. Um, had the Cougs won the game, he probably would have won that award. Um, don't, I don't really remember who I gave it to. That's not important right now. Bottom line, um, he had a good game. So, um, like you mentioned, they showed some firepower there. And he actually could be more explosive than Nikia Watson. I think uh, Nikia Watson's probably more suited to take 
big hits, you know, um, if you're looking at more traditional running back, like a 20, not 20 hits a game, but at least, like, you know, 15, 15 to 20 hits a game, um, kind of handle that. Um, I don't know if Jenkins can handle that just yet, but the explosiveness is there. Again, as I mentioned, Renard Bell, um, Sean Stribling is kind of big body, um, fair on the slot, um, who I still didn't look up his first name. What, we, do you want to guess his first name? What, if you were to guess what it was, what's like your first name? I would say Will, but that's just because I'm thinking of that actor. <laughs> right, I'm going to give you one more guess because I got it up now. Uh, Nick. Damn, not nah, um, Robert. So oh, okay. um, Robert Farrell. I mean, all serious, he's a really good slot guy. And there's um, – so WSU just has a lot of options. And um, I just think that they're going to be able to um, – Oregon State secondary is really, really good. But when you're – when everything's trash at quarterback, um, it just puts a damper on the program. The Cougs are a talented team. They're hungry. Um, as I, oh, I'm gonna be that guy for sure. Um, as I may have, as I said last week, sometimes you're wrong, sometimes you're right. Um, I felt they just didn't have enough bodies. Um, you know, 22, um, 30, 40 deep to compete with USC. Um, Oregon State's more in a similar recruiting standpoint as WSU. Uh, I'm thinking Dickert can really just handle this environment again um, with kind of a shaky quarterback situation for Oregon State. So. Should be a good day for Cam Ward. Should be a good day for uh, Renard Bell. Should be a good day for Will Nick Robert Farrell. Um, uh, Deshaun Stribling, you'd like to see um, more out of him at the wideout. And there's one receiver. Um, I'm just I just have been leaving out this whole time. Um, there's one other really good receiver. He's got to get um, make some plays for WSU. So um, yeah, I think the Cougs are all going to really do their thing. Um, the ball is going to spread around, and people are going to score a lot. Not a lot of touchdowns because Oregon State's defense um, is solid. And I predicted the game, um, 31-17 WSU. All right, yeah, I got Washington State winning too, but um, I would I would reserve the right to change my pick of Chance Nolan plays. The only thing about it is I've seen a report that he Chance Nolan hasn't practiced this week, and the earliest that he can practice was like today, Thursday, or Friday, and that's just not not enough time really to prepare for a, a game on Saturday. So yeah, I got Washington State winning. And probably Chance Nolan comes back the following week. I don't think they're rushing back for this game. But all right, man, this was a good episode. Games this weekend, man. That Utah USC game is what we're all going to be watching, baby. You know, you know what it is, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that one goes. And yeah, until then. Wait, 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 wait. Good, good, good. Then I gotta interrupt you really quick, and then I'm gonna let you do your whole. Because I mean, I'll probably ramble, and you're gonna actually close this out with sense. So I got to ask you five rapid fire questions. One, what's your favorite food? Steak. Ooh, that was a good choice. Since that coming. Two, what um is your favorite color? Red. <laughs> what is your favorite animal? Ooh, I don't know, man. I'm gonna go with a falcon. I like the quick decision, though. I, I some people say I don't know. I'll sit there for like forty five seconds. All right. Um, good quick decision. What? doesn't ask like um what is your favorite shit i have five questions all right thanks for the three questions dane end the show <laughs> all right yeah no that was good man um yeah, rapid fire questions <laughs> that's how we do shit on the dane and nick show baby you know how we end it strong so all right until then everybody stay safe it's gonna be a good weekend of games uh you know it's gonna really define the the race in well what was the south and is now just the pac-12 as a whole but utah usc baby let's see how that one goes and until then everybody stay safe